Good evening. And as always, I want to thank you tonight for uh, uh, logging in uh, and watching this video. Or I want to thank you uh, uh, for listening uh, on the podcast or uh, however you're a part of this ministry. Uh, just want to say I hope that you were able to enjoy this beautiful day and uh, this uh, weather is always a blessing and encouragement I feel um, uh, compared to what it could be uh, and so I just want to remind you that if you have never uh, liked the uh, Hope from the Word ministry page to like that and uh, for everyone that is has liked the page. Uh, next week we'll be giving out um, some gas cards to just be a blessing to you uh, in this time of inflation and high gas prices. So don't forget to like the ministry page. Uh, tonight I want to talk to you about the 25th Psalm. Uh, and I think it's uh, really important to talk about the 25th Psalm because each and every one of us uh, struggle with sin. Um, every human being uh, struggles with sin. Uh, the Bible says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And all people, we have a tendency to want to hide our sin or to explain our sin. Uh, and Tonight I want to show you that God loves us so much that he wants us to know that we are sinners, to find forgiveness from that sin, and for him to be able to work in our lives. Uh, because sin corrupts, sin destroys, but yet God wants you to be set free. He wants you to be delivered. He wants you to experience the joy of forgiveness, not the bondage that comes from it. And so the real question is, how does God work in my life to show me my sin, to correct me of my sin, to convict me of my sin, so that the sin that I'm struggling with doesn't control me. I think that it's something that we don't realize and think about that sin is the slaveholder over us. Sin keeps us in bondage and prison. It's baggage. And so in Psalm 25, um, David writes these words starting in verse 6. Remember, O Lord, your tender mercies and your loving kindnesses, for they are from old. He just starts his prayer. He starts his celebration about God, you're merciful. You're long suffering. You are loving kindness. And this is important because sometimes we think that God isn't merciful, that God isn't compassionate, that all he wants to do is judge us and all he wants to do is discipline us. But we have to remember that God is love. He cares about our brokenness. He cares about our struggles. He cares about our pain. He says in verse 7, Do not remember the sins of my youth, nor my transgression. 
David's looking back saying, hey, I made some mistakes when I was younger. I did some terrible things when I was younger. I was living in sin in different periods of my life. And God, don't remember those. Forgive me and forget them. And I think that's a special thing because all of us look back at our life and wish we would have done things differently, wish we wouldn't have ran from God, wish we wouldn't have been in rebellion. And David had that same struggle. And he says in verse seven, the second part, according to your mercy, remember me for your goodness sake, O Lord. And so tonight, as we begin to really get along with God and ask him to show us our sin, we need to be reminded that we're asking him of that, knowing how good he is, how forgiving he is, how merciful he is. If you come into prayer uh, terrified that God just wants to punish you and destroy you, friends, you're never going to grow in a relationship with him. Does God punish sin? Absolutely. Does God hate sin? Absolutely. But we as Christians know that God is merciful. He's compassionate. And so how does God show me how I can be set free from the sin in my life? How can I be set free from the baggage in my life? Do I figure it out on my own? Do I, do I read about it? Listen to what it says in verse 8. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he teaches sinners in the way. God's word, God's spirit shows us as sinners what truth is. What truth is for me, what truth is for you, the truth of God's word that lights my heart and my soul and yours and shows us those areas of our life that are sinful, that are wicked, and you say, well, that's not good. I don't like my problems in um, the light. And if you've ever seen people take family pictures or girls getting their picture on prom or wedding pictures, they always worry about the lighting because they try to get the lighting just right. So not every blemish, not every imperfection is shown. And that's how we are in our sin. We like to keep the lights on dim so that not everyone sees our struggles and our faults. But he says here, he'll teach us. He'll show us. You say, well, now that the light has shined into my life, there is a reflective clarity. What comes next? This is what matters. Verse nine, the humble he guides in justice and the humble he teaches his way. If you and I will respond in humility to conviction, if we will respond as, yes, Lord, forgive me, he will guide us. He will show us how to live and to, to enjoy and to celebrate freedom, real freedom from sin, not a whole heart, hard heartedness, a cold heartedness, a stubbornness that keeps us in bondage. I want you to hear verse 10 as I close. This is a wonderful verse. All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth to such as keep his covenant and his testimony. Now, do not miss this. If when God convicts you of your sin and when God convicts me of my sin 
If I will respond in humility and brokenness, I will receive mercy and truth. And not just some mercy and truth, all mercy and truth. In a world full of judgment and judgmental people, God says you can have all the mercy you want and you need. In a world that there is no truth, fake news, deception, he says you can have all the paths of truth. And so tonight if you're here and you're watching this and the Spirit of God is dealing with you, don't run from it. Don't fight it. Just give in. Humble yourself. And watch how God can take the crooked paths of your life and make them straight. How he can take the valleys of your life and make them a mountaintop. And tonight, I want just to say this. I'm not talking about church attendance. I'm not talking about baptism. I'm talking about the fact that we are sinners. Rebellion against God. But Jesus loved us so much that he came, lived a perfect life, willingly went to the cross and died for your sins and for mine. He was buried and he rose again three days later. And the word of God says that when conviction happens, if you'll repent and turn from our wicked ways and call upon his name as Lord and Savior of our life, and he'll save us. You say, well, Jake, I'm already a Christian and I struggle with sin. Well, he can still work and move. He can turn that marriage around. He can turn that private sin around. He can give you mercy and truth in a world that has none. So as always, I pray that the Lord would bless you, the Lord would keep you, that God would just work and move in your life. And as always, I pray if the Lord is willing, that we will be together again tomorrow night. And uh, as always, we're praying for you. Don't forget to like the ministry page, share these videos, and we pray that someone would come to know Christ because of them or that God's people would be encouraged. And so as always, God bless you.